post. It's a good delivery, and Kizzy's there, and it's in! Joe Kizzy! And Jacob Greaves has touched it in! Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to the Anytime Notebook here every single week, as you know, to mark your card for the weekend across the EFL. Some set piece threats thrown in there with maybe some rampaging win backs or some forward thinking holding midfielders. Well, we've got a good one of those this week. I'll, I'll um, enlighten everyone later on. Regardless of who you are, or what you do, everyone gets a warm welcome. And that goes for regular listeners who we welcome back and new listeners. Great to have you on board. Joining me as always, John Bywater. Or I shall introduce you, John, as Elliot Lee should be seven of four, goes in at seven of two, which is. Classic bywater punting last week. Congratulations. Yeah, it turns out, Gav, uh, good morning, everybody. It turns out that if you put up people at less than five to one, you occasionally get a winner. It's uh, <laughs> it's, it's a new strategy this season, and it's it's just about keeping uh, my record looking okay. So, yeah, that, that was quite good. But Well, talking we of your record, it's looking very good. I doubt there's a goal scorer punter in as good a form as you. And, you know... Tilly at the right price one week. Tilly and Tilly at the right price again the week after. Ali at the right price last weekend. Hey, it all comes with um, it all the price with, is right, as they uh, as someone once said. Absolutely, no guessing here. Although um, I will let the listeners be the judge of that over the course of the next thirty minutes. Um, a good weekend to reflect on. Dan Harvey was probably the one that got away again. We've talked of him up plenty. Oh. Got his second goal for the season for MK Don. Still 12 against Crew. I keep him in. I'm going to talk a bit more about him again. And the reasons why we love goal score punting that will come later on. Um, just reflecting, Shawumni was um, another one that got away. We put him up at a big price for certain two on target from the three efforts that he had a good 0.32 XG. Remains one in the notebook at nice prices. Um, Jack Stevens um, reminded us all around the perils of um, this podcast um, off before the half hour. In all seriousness, I think the injury looks fairly bad. So the Southampton centre half is um, struggling, I think. Um, John, anything anything, anything for you that um, almost hit the bar last week? Um, nearly all my other selections seem to score own goals, which is quite good. Um, I do remember that. When you see them on the Vidi printer and you, for a split second, you think, oh, oh no, it's an, it's an own goal. Only, oh. only <laughs> goal, goal scorer punters will know that pain, won't we? But part, part of you is happy to see the name, though, isn't it? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, there's a shared yeah. understanding that there's at least half a dozen of you that have yeah. done exactly the same thing across the country. Um, more terrible news for Morecambe centre-half backers. Jacob Badu had another shot, two in a row. Didn't quite uh, make the list. I, think I saw a, a 25-yarder left-footed effort drag wide from about yeah 25 yards. Um, so he didn't get, he got relatively close, but, but not close enough. And a couple of names that, um, hey, when I look through the list, you know, we've, we've talked about plenty. Um, Fiat Raquel Heller opened his account for the season for Colchester in that win at Gillingham. Little goal mouth scramble that he stuck away. Nice little spot against Warsaw. They were giving up plenty, but at the same time, looked fairly competent this weekend. So, Kel Heller back in the notebook, um, but no mention at all of him this week for potential bets. The only other one as well was Alex Hartridge, who we spent a fair chunk of 
last season, me proclaiming that he should have a better goal scoring record than he probably does. And he scores his first goal for three years. Um, he was listening. He, uh... he was. He was. He's there. Join us in three years' time. Uh, for when he is next to you there you go it'd be interesting with Exeter how they um, if they spend any of the uh, Sam Nombe money or Nomb we're never sure how to pronounce that but yeah that was um, they look pretty solid don't they it is a day for um, transfers, um, you know, a hive of activity on Sky Sports News or wherever you, you want to consume your transfer news. Uh, I normally start to take notice uh, about two o'clock tomorrow afternoon when the when the team news gets announced and I suddenly realise who is where. John, you've done a great bit of work, though, looking at hey, some of the notables from a, from a, from a notebook standpoint of, of transfers in League One and League Two. Yeah, four names that you'll never hear anywhere else, probably. Um, <laughs> maybe one of them. Um, I say this is the most high profile, but that might be stretching things. You've got uh, Tino Andrewin, who's gone to Portsmouth on loan from Chelsea. He's listed as Fastino. I don't know if he's related to Fastino mm. Asprilia. Um Probably not, because you're not related on your first name, are you? Now I've said that. (laughs) (laughs) If we we will edit that one out, no, we won't. He had three and fifteen at Huddersfield on loan a couple of years ago in the Championship. Uh, He's basically got a one in two record for Chelsea at all underage groups and the top twenty threes, whatever they're called now. Mm -hmm. Uh, First price of nine to two this weekend. Mm, That's could look a little bit big if he's played in that advanced role at Portsmouth, but one to keep an eye on. Uh, another name that's actually gone to Cambridge, who seem to fight off quite a few other more fashionable suitors, shall we say. It's John Kimani Gordon, who was on loan at Carlisle last season. Is he related uh, to you, John? <laughs> yeah, he is. No. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> There's not many Johns around, so he's, uh, he's, he's some kind of third cousin, I believe. Uh, he, very good. He, uh, he scored a hat-trick against uh, PSG in the Youth League last season, my research tells me, which sticks out like a sore thumb. He didn't do much at Carlisle, but he did start the playoff final. And uh, it's more the fact that everybody, quite a few teams in League One were after him. So I was just slightly surprised that Cambridge managed to get him. Maybe their good starters helped with that. Um so, yeah, he's an attacking player, more of a forward, but mm-hmm. we'll keep an eye on him. Uh, League Two, this one is a real, um, you have to search beyond the shadows of what you can see here. It's a young chap called Joe White who's gone to Crew from Newcastle on loan. He's still only 20. He's already had two loan spells with almost zero impact, which is uh, obviously why I've picked up on him. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone to Exeter and Hartlepool. Um, I'll put it this feels like a last chance loan, but he actually signed the new three-year deal at Newcastle last year, which, based on what you can see on the, the data, if you like, is a little bit surprising. So that there must be something there with him. To be fair, he, he's, it looks like, well, yeah, he's played 32 league appearances between those two loans, but the majority of those were off the bench for a few minutes, so... The fact he hasn't scored a league goal yet could be a little bit of a disguise. Mm-hmm. He's apparently an attacking midfielder. Um, he's not priced up yet, as far as I can tell, for Crew this weekend. So I'll be interested to see if and where he fits in for Crew. It seems a bit of an all or nothing one, that, but one to keep an eye on. And the final one is, I think, 
most interesting. It's uh, Alfie Pond, who's uh, gone to Stockport on loan from Wolves. A defender, how nice. We love a, we <laughs> love a good Alfie, don't we? Yeah, yeah, that is why I've picked him, because of the. Uh, <laughs> it gives me a chance to do that hilarious gag if I ever select him. Um, we'll save it for a few weeks when I can't find anyone else and I'll stick him up. <laughs> the um, Wolves paid 600 grand to Exeter about lost some time last season after only three senior games. Seems very highly regarded. Uh, three goals for Wolves under-21s, including a double against Spurs. Um, so take, make of that what you will. Uh, this one's for Gavi, six foot three on the Andy Butler height scale. So <laughs> <laughs> that means he's actually about seven foot on that six, scale. Six foot five, he's got Andy Butler That's on right, his shoulders. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, give him a little bit more. He's, um, it sounds really, he just looks like the type who should be a threat. Um, Neil Burns out for three months, so I think that's why they've signed him. So you should get games there, and Stockport isn't a bad place to be. Maybe you can learn off your namesake who netted at the weekend. He did, yeah, yeah. Good to see him back. And yeah, that was about it. There's loads of signings. The championships, just money, there's just so many, you can't really get a grip of them yet, like you said. So there should be plenty of business done today. Um, should we start off in the championship then? Um, I've got a selection from the championship. I know we've got a couple of thoughts as well. For those of you that are interested in the data, John, do you want to know the top five centre-backs with XG uh, totals this season so far? Do you want to hazard a guess? I don't know whether you're looking at the notes, but who, who, would, you, who would you say <laughs> it, would be, it would be a short price? Oh, let me, let me guess as I, as <laughs> I read it. your notes. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed number one, to be fair. Um, uh, just This doesn't mean a lot to listeners who can't see the notes. Uh, I think number... Number two and number five, I would have guessed, but the other three, I would not have guessed, to be honest. In first place, uh, Nathan Wood, Swansea, Hellock in second, Stevens in third, Carl McFadden in fourth, and Duffy in fifth. Um, there you go. Oh, some, you. some names there that we've picked over the years. Certainly some names. McFadden is interesting. Just popped a few notes. The surprise of the week was our new um, attacking right back Milan Van Erwick. Um apparently we kept him under wraps he's got a huge long throw Dimitriou-esque I called it and oh. um, he unleashed it in the first half we saw I thought what's going on here McFadstein and Thomas both jogging forwards it brings both of those into play in the in the, um, the right situation which might not be this weekend but um, look out for Coventry City long throw threats uh, we know how um, yeah, Bobby Thomas likes a, likes a good long throw and a set piece to get on the end of um, John, a um, uh, a left back also made um, your notes from last weekend. He did, yeah. You're trying to sign Liam Kitchen as well, aren't you? Oh, oh we love a bit of we love a little bit of ex Barnsley yeah, action. You're, you're going for the. Uh, you might be able to get Mads Anderson on loan if uh, he doesn't get in the Luton <laughs> side. Yeah, um, yeah. That that, that's a, that that new right back he signed. He sounds like he could could bring a fresh approach to things. Fresh. Approach. Does that work? Is, is he called Airwick? Or was that Air, okay? Yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah. Cool, that's a big yeah. reach, but I get it now. Uh, it's there. Right so in front I was going to interrupt, but I didn't want to. So Airwick, Airwick. Yeah. I'll try and get that going tomorrow, John. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's Five probably got three. more chance than uh, Mickey Dimitrescu, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Not many Mickey Dimitri fans at, at your ground, I'd imagine. I don't think so. Anyway, where are we? Yeah, sorry. Uh, championship. So. 
a new name with a um, scoring record that sticks out like a sore thumb for a left back is Lucas Engel, who's gone to Middlesbrough from Denmark. Uh, he's played both games since arriving and he's already made his way into the box from open play for an effort from about 10 yards. Um, without having a, an in-depth look, I was hoping for double figures, but he's actually best priced 13-2, to two, which um, for a fullback is impossible to stomach. Mm. Um, I think a lot of that is when you actually delve into his scoring record, it's heavily papered by the fact he's actually played 35 games as a striker in Denmark. I think he scored 10 in 35 and also long stints in attacking midfield. So it looks like he's played everywhere out on the pitch in Denmark. Uh, his record from left-back in Denmark is pretty good as well, to be fair. But yeah, I don't think we're ever going to get the price with him. But Lucas Engel is um, interesting. Ooh, that would have been a nice one to fly under the radar. Um, should we put up a, what are we now, 12 minutes? Should we put up a bet? Um, I've got one in the championship. Oh. It, it relates to West Brom and one of the names that we mentioned already in the in the centre-back XG charts. Uh, West Brom just do not like crosses. One conceded at Middlesbrough last week, which was uh, you know an open enough game, but still conceded. One, Luke Ayling snuck in for a goal at the far post for Leeds. Both Harry Darling and Nathan Wood punished them from corners against Swansea. Um, let's put one more favourable mention for Mikhail Helek, prime Huddersfield candidate here to inflict more set-piece pain on a vulnerable bag. It's 20 to 1. is absolutely the right price for me, John. And he'll become the third centre-half. You know, early days yet, but he can already become the third centre-half to score against the West Brom side. We're giving up the fourth worst XG in the championship and have conceded the most headed goals already. At one point, Mikhail Helek, 20 to 1 for Huddersfield against West Brom. That was it for me. Leicester probably scored from a set piece, I thought, against Hull, but could be could be best to guard at the far post. But nine to one was probably too short to find out. I couldn't find anyone there. League one, John. That's what that's what they call me, Gav. Yeah, League One, John. <laughs> League One, John. Before we uh, before we start League One, uh, let's do the same again. I'll, I'll top five centre backs with XG in League One. I'll little leave a little bit of silence here for listeners to. Guess who they grab think you, might Grab be your top. pens, everyone. Yeah. Grab your pens. If you started writing down the words Piagiani, you would be right. One Piagiani, two. You would, we would have never guessed this, would we? You could be number mm, two, no. Will Ameson. No. no. Uh, three, Regan Paul. Four, Josh Earl. And five, notebook favourites, Sam Hughes. There's the, there's oh. the, you do nothing else today. Write down those five names and um, they keep them in your notebook. It was an interesting week in uh, in week one last last week. I've got a couple of thoughts, but John, you got a bet for us in league one. Certainly have, Gav. Yeah, I think uh, Pier Gianni would have been a short price there for the uh, listeners if they were guessing that one. If they mm-hmm. pay any sort of attention, um, <laughs> league one bits, which uh, could be doubt doubtful. Uh, Fleetwood versus no, what am I talking about? Um, You've got a selection in the Fleetwood game, which I'll pass over to you in a second. I, I did like the look of that game, actually, with uh, Charlton seemed to be in the uh, usual continual mess um, with Holden getting sacked this week. And looks like uh, Challoner at Stockport turned them down yesterday in the end, Ooh. which doesn't exactly being bode well. Yeah, yeah it doesn't well. really bode well, does it? Um, okay, so we'll go to... Not really, it wasn't a game I first looked at because it doesn't really scream as an attractive game, but it's just the price here. So Carlisle against Shrewsbury and it's um, 
kind of our old friend Che Dunkley. Uh, we'll have what we'll have uh, one point eighteen to one. Uh, remember, listeners, he's the man who famously told us all at, towards the end of last season after his sixth goal, "I don't really like scoring goals." Um, <laughs> It's just just what you like to hear, but he he seems to be good at them. So you can listen to this as much as you like, but a lot of players talk up that they're going to be threats, but he he just scores goals and he's at it again, Gav. He he missed the first game of the season suspended and that seems to have confused the odd makers and they forgot about Che. Oh, which is nice. That's a... I got one that one. For the, <laughs> one for the Dr. Dre fans. Uh, <laughs> uh, big, big crossover. Uh, let's hope this isn't isn't a chronic selection, though. <laughs> Thank you. That's enough. Um, he's already notched against Burton this season. And, you know, I'll throw this back to you, Gav. Any other defender who scored seven in 55 at their current side uh, would be eighteen to one against the side expected to struggle and are struggling this season. I don't think so. No, looks a standout to me. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a straightforward case. And the more I'm talking about it, let's make it two points, Gav. So <laughs> two two points win. I don't know why, but win you can't back them each way, or well, you can kind of. Che uh, Dunkley eighteen to one. Love it. Love it. Good reasoning. Good puns. Mm. Everything yes. you want from a notebook selection. Um, yeah, well, the Fleetwood um, Charlton game does interest me. Although I started looking at another game, which brought me on to Charlton and um, Stephen Negru. I know was a name on your list for for Oxford um, oh. last year. Um, picked up a handful of chances in two consecutive games. Now, latest in that win against Charlton last weekend. So, not going to put him up, but he's a name to keep on your list. Twenty to one, I think, to go in this week. The biggest takeaway for me though was the amount of space that he had to get a get a goal. We spoke about Charlton, we spoke about Charlton a bit there. I think, John, I think we called it kind of like pre-season that, that there was some good form at the end of last season for, for Dean Holden, but it was all against teams in the bottom half. The biggest question was, could they arrest that poorest defence? And the answer was no. I think Jason Pierce takes temporary charge tomorrow. And imagine he's going to try and shut up shop, but you know, I think Fleetwood are worth getting with it in some aspect here, despite the couple of red cards that they had um, last weekend. Plenty of choice. I thought first on my list was going to be Junior Kitara, um, latest Irish import, joined in January, but first league start um, in the defeat to Shrews last weekend. Fine acrobatic effort that hit the post. Looks like he plays anywhere up and down that left-hand side. Plenty of in-the-box touches. 13-2 to two was a bit more attacking midfielder than getting forward from wing-back. So happy to pass that one over. If you guarantee his minutes, then fair enough. Let's stick with what we know, though. They, you know, tried and tested Sean Rooney at right back. Um, couple of far post headers. He's just started popping up with a few chances. Six in 39 last season, and he scored at the Valley against Charlton in this exact fixture last season. I thought 41 was absolutely perfect. I see it for a player that we know gets on the end of plenty of opportunities um, in the mix for set pieces and when he's bombing up and down the right-hand side, beside a point on 14 to 1, Sean Rooney for me. Um, I did notice, did you, did you notice that? Did you see the... Um, Burton game last weekend. You notice our friend Ocelaja started right behind Mason Bennett in like an attacking midfielder type yeah, so role. The price doesn't appeal, but I thought it was a, a notebook worthy mention. Plenty for the ex club system there, which I know Lee Hackett's going to be all over it. You got Jake Caprice. Oh, he loves it. He loves it. He's going to he's going to know all about these already. Jake Caprice and Raheem Harper. 
both welcome back their previous club to the Pirelli. Could be something to keep an eye on. John, should we finish off with mm. our favourite League Two? Um, we're all about routine. Top five centre-backs with XG in League Two. A couple of familiar names here. Some players that we might have thought. Dimitriou, number one. Aidan Flint, number two. Will Boyle, we know you're going to talk about in a minute. Mackenzie and Rawson make up your top five. Um, John, you we uh, we shared some notes before and um, you mentioned that you were interested in Morecambe. And I just noted down, I think I'm already going to love your anti-Salford angle. Do you want to talk us through your, your bets in League Two? Yes, thanks, mate. Um, uh, good, Morecambe. We seem to be getting into a bit of a Morecambe spin already this season. Uh, is that a good thing? We're not sure. But I, I think from the limited sample size we have so far, they, they I did mention this um, recently, but they look, a very effective side at home and quite threatening and away they looked absolutely terrible. Um, it's only a couple of games for both samples, but that performance away at Harrogate looked looked bad and it looks even worse after Harrogate shipped eight against Blackburn Reserves in midweek. Um, it's a little bit of this is the uh, my famous, that's not famous, Derek Adams bounce back system, um, which has already been shown up a couple of times this season. Um, and the main attraction for this game, from our point of view, is that Salford are topping the early metrics in a bad way. Um, according to the analysts, they should have conceded four goals from set plays already. Mm. Um, so this looks a good spot for Morecambe. Now, the most the, the name that people will think I'm putting up is not Jacob Bedeau. Um It probably, you know... It, we know about him. The price is okay for him, but the most obvious would be a Farrand Rawson, who you've mentioned in the top five, but he is suspended. Mm-hmm. So that creates an opportunity for someone. Um, I say it's not Badeau and it's not uh, the veteran Jan Songo for me. He's probably short enough, really, these days, even though we know he can get the old goal. So let's go for someone who has absolutely no pedigree for scoring goals, which is the way we like to do it. But I like the look at this signing. They've signed James Connolly on loan from Bristol Rovers. Um, you can get a bit too entwined in reading the comments under the signings, but when the, the, the side that sort of sold or loaned the players really talking him up, there, there was a lot of comments from Bristol Rovers fans saying how good he is. And that he had a, I mean, he play, I think he played 30 times last season, so he's still only 21. He, it looks like a really solid sign. And I think in time, it will be Rawson and him as the uh, preferred duo at the back for Morecambe. Um, uh, he's obviously come here to play, so I presume he will start here. He isn't yet priced for every firm, but the biggest at the moment is 16s, which would be my minimum. But I'd be amazed if he couldn't get 20s plus by uh, this time tomorrow on Saturday. So... Let's have a, a go. It's a, it's a risky one, but I'll have one point win on James Connolly at 16 to 1 plus. Love it. Love it. Looking forward to um, Mariapa against Bedo in the, in the penalty <laughs> area. So you can oh, look at least. Yeah. <laughs> still time to sign Sam Graham if they. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we'll finish off with the. Uh, well, Crew MK Dons, we've both got kind of. Um, Big value opinions, I guess. I'll let you go first, John, who I think you're going to side with crew set pieces. A crew who are hey, looking 
Uh, well, there's something. I'm not too sure, but it looking. still feels it still feels wrong. This Gav, doesn't it? But <laughs> it's, it, it, you've you've talked this up for much longer than you were on to this last season, and I didn't really believe it. But it's followed through to this season. It's time to face facts, Gav. Crew on a real threat from set plays. You know, mm-hmm. dependent on what you look at, um, looked at a couple of different sources, but they're either second or third most threatening from attacking set plays this season in League Two. Uh, still feels wrong saying that, but you can only go by that. And they have got players who are who are threatening. So uh, is that is that is this pretty much the first time this has ever been the case since we started looking at these things, or have I missed? No, I think I think he, he, uh, it was always a struggle to find a, a player to get with. But hey, Adebisi loves the header, doesn't he? You got oh. Dimitri in there, Ari Orden, and. I won't mm. spoil the surprise, but they definitely um, they're just more competency right at the back that, that yes. you can. Put and and the face. one who never scores that I'm going to put up. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you picked up O'Reardon last season, and um, I'll just talk about him to start with. He's actually been overlooked at the start of this season, which yeah. I found quite surprising. I just happened to catch an interview with him midweek, and. He was saying that he was okay with it, but his face told me he wasn't. He, he looked particularly um, pissed off about it. Anyway, he's, he's played the last two 90 minutes, um, and he's best priced 12 to 1, which, considering his career record, is probably about right. You can't really argue with that. However, let's be really greedy here and go with the club captain, Luke Orford. Uh, there's 33 to 1 for Luke Orford around. Uh, no career record, really, as I've just said, but. What's drawn my eye to him a little bit? If you look at both of his performances in the Nobody Cares Cup this season, um, he scored against Sunderland in the first round and he had a really good header, well saved against Port Vale in midweek. Um, so he can be a threat. He, I think he's he's possibly not a natural at it, but he's still young and as crew are developing as a set play threat, he, maybe he can pop up on the end of one of these. Uh, MK Dons have given up enough Nothing amazing, but they've given up enough to, to make me have a second look. Um, so out of 33 to 1, let's have one point win, Luke Orford. Love it. Um, I agree with you. This feels like a, could be a shootout, right? I think they could have gone could have gone two behind in almost all of their games, haven't they? But but look look fairly threatening when they're when they're chasing a game. Look, I, I um yeah. it's become a bit of a um a routine on this podcast, right? We throw a we throw a dart or two at two plus. We've already had it pay out. I think this is just the wrong price, right? So Dan Harvey, we've mentioned him plenty already, three in the last day. The two hundred and seventy five to one for a brace is basically just a guess. Um like we say, crew have conceded two in four of their opening five games I think he's almost like four times the price of the next nearest if ever there was a if ever there was a, a that you should throw it probably deserves at least a quarter point of your hard earned on Daniel Harvey two plus 275 to one and I was as I was looking at that price John it made me reminisce about hey for look long losing runs recreational punters but if you if you want to pick a market I told you there was a market available in the most popular sport in in this country this Saturday where there was over a 200-point difference between <laughs> the shortest and the longest. I mean, I don't know why people just aren't licking their lips at getting involved in at least... doesn't doesn't happen anymore, does it, anyway? It just, yeah. does, it just doesn't happen, but that is the realities of life. Look, two pluses are... Is a, 
well, the, the price is probably nearer to 275 than it is the 40s at somewhere. But hey, there's a there's a player that we think is a class above this division, already proved it um, with a couple of goals. Um, I don't think he scored a brace in his career, but hey, I think we've got a runner there at 275. John, should we, um, should we rattle it all up? Mm. I ended with that two plus quarter point, 275 to one for Dan Harvey, a point on Mike Mikhail Hellick, 20 to one, and a point on Sean Rooney, 14 to one. John, remind us of your selections. Yep. In League One, uh, two points win Che Dunkley, 18 to one. Uh, League Two, one point win Luke Orford, 33 to one, and one point win James Connolly, 16 to one as a minimum. Should get bigger tomorrow. Fantastic stuff. We should have some new lineups to look at tomorrow and plenty of thoughts. Johnny, there's a international break, lots of fixtures. Obviously, Championship is gone. League One, most of that is gone as well. Yeah. We've got a couple of prior engagements as well. So we're going to take next week off. So good for um, listeners' ears and wallets. Uh, you should appreciate yeah. that. But we'll come back refreshed and uh, ready to hit the notebook once more. John, thank you very much for your time. We'll do it all again soon. Thank you, mate. And happy birthday to Will or William Boyle, depending on how, on how you wish to address him. Happy birthday, Will. Cue happy birthday music. Yeah, I'm not going to sing. It's <laughs> too early hey. in the day. Right, excellent. Thanks, John. Cheers, Gareth. <laughs>